Welcome to episode 250 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto team, welcome on to episode 250 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Iles. How are you going, mate? I'm awesome, Bevan. Why are you awesome? It's 6.45 on Tuesday morning. Suddenly it's dark in the morning and you cross your chin, yeah, isn't it's it? It's not looking good. It's pretty warm morning. Maybe I'm not so awesome now. You pull, you're pulling me back down. <laughs> <laughs> when you pull me down. Okay, I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com World's most amazing, tasty coffee. Athlinks.com Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Yo, like the buffer to help you go faster. On this week's show, we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. John, I think you're repeating an old high five. I think I am, but I thought it was an okay one. I was struggling with content, so I thought I'll chuck it in there. That's really not good enough. Oh, come on. I wasn't sure. Just so we'll go with the benefit of the doubt. You know, you go, you go, you go with the attacking team. <laughs> go with the, okay. The attacking team's going with old content. Um, and we've started a week, and then we've got some questions and answers at the end. Okay, news up first. Well, the big news of the week is apparently... No, it's not apparently. Okay, well, definitely, Macca is not going to Kona. He's quoted in there, so it's not allegedly... He's quoted in there and he had an interview with, uh, I think, The Guardian in, in uh, the, the... Yeah, read the piece, what do you think? Well, it's given over, over, like I'm sure most people know about it, but overall uh, he's decided that he really wants to go to the Olympics uh, to help the Australian team get athletes and do well at the Olympics. It kind of sounds like he concedes he's not going to be that competitive, but yep. he just obviously wants to have the experience. It's Chris McCormick we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Mecca. And, uh, and he was saying that he really regrets not going to Athens. Um, was it Athens? Yes. He, would have, he would have done well, probably would have done well in Athens. <laughs> yeah, he looks back and he kind of you know, regrets not going to Athens. So, um, he's thinking, well, this is an experience he wants to have in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts? Uh, well, it, it doesn't appear that he's all in because if he's signed a three year deal with, with Challenge Cairns, then you can't do both. It's just simple as that. You can't do Iron Man and be super serious about. Uh, short course for two reasons. Firstly, you got the training side of it. You know, if you go to the mega miles, sport. different uh, mega miles for Ironman training, then it compromises short course stuff. And secondly, if you're going and racing iron distance races in the middle of the season, you know, even if you're Superman and you recover quickly, you're still not going to be sharp for for short course racing. You know, a month later. And if, if in Ken's, what if what if, Ken, what if you don't compete? Like Mecca brings PR and name to a race, so mm-hmm. he may have even said to the guy, the challenge team, look. I'm going to do this race, but I'm not going to be smashing it because I want to have this goal of getting to the Olympics. Turn up, brings all the media along because of the attention he brings. It's good for the challenge because it's a win-win. He doesn't smash it. Yeah, as, as long as he if, he, if he literally did that and did specifically did not train for it and he was just doing short course and he went out there and did it as a training day. So a training day for him would be, say, instead of going eight hours flat, you know, he may go, say, 8.45, yeah. then that would be okay. But I can't realistically see that happen. Uh, so that's my, my, I think it's it's not unrealistic for him to make the team because the Aussies, whilst they're always strong, they don't have many rock stars at the moment. They've got Brad Carterfelt um, and they've got a couple other guys who, who are good, but guys that um, in Mac's old day he'd just Kill. have for breakfast. You yeah. know? So... I don't think it's unrealistic for him to possibly make the team if he can get back into the swing of things. But uh, in terms do of do they get can, three? Do they generally get three to uh, the race? 
Normally. That's a good question, actually. I, I would. They'll either have two or three. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite sure because, like, New Zealand at the moment has only got two. Are we um, going to get three? Oh, we have to have a couple of guys really step up this year. Oh, It'll really? Be, um, but touching, we, we should do, but it just depends on our third and fourth rank guys. So, obviously, I'm not sure how many slots I've got. They'll definitely have, almost definitely have three in the girls. Uh, but guys, I'm not quite sure. So, don't think it's unrealistic. But I think if he wants to be serious about it, he's got to be all in. Well, it sounds like from this article that he is definitely looking to get the points. So he's saying he's, he's got to pay his own money to get himself around and try to get as many points for the country first of all, and then from there forward looking to, uh, you know, help Australia win a medal. So, And that's the struggle he's going to have at the moment. He can't just turn up and do a World Championship Series race. He's going to have to do at least three or four um, sort of second-tier level races. Just uh, to get get the points to, to be good enough. So yeah. he's going to miss the Sydney route. Uh, I would imagine he'll miss the first, the first round. Do you do wild cards and stuff like that? No, not really. You may he may get into Sydney because you may have some rule in there that the host nation um, gets extra slots. So he potentially could get a slot in Sydney, but then um, next round is in Seoul, I think. He won't be able to get a start in there, um, and then it'll just roll on to the other races. So he, you know, realistically, he may not get a start on the top level races until the middle of the season. Then he's doing challenge Cairns so oh, let's just see how it goes but I think his goals are not unrealistic but I think he's, he's serious he, he, he concedes that he's not going to be going there to get a medal and he, he won't be in that sort of shape to get a medal How competitive do you think he'll be maybe it's not at the Olympics but in the ITU you know as he tries to qualify uh, Top t- definitely top 20 Maybe get himself into the top ten, but yeah. but but won't be in, in the hunt for top five. Okay. In his old day, even if he was racing at the level that he was at when he was uh, winning World Cup races, he'd be still be pretty competitive because he was he was an awesome runner. Yeah. His swim may be a bit of a question mark because like he struggled a couple of times in Kona with his swim. Um, yeah. Although when we were talking to him, it was more that he made some mistakes. Yeah. Not than his ability. So the swim is uh, very very competitive. So. Oh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Oh, good on him, I say. Although, for our sport, for Ironman, it, it's a big loss, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Get the defending champ not coming back. Yeah. That'd be a first, wouldn't it? Other than through injury. Uh, or through, retirement. Or, or retirement, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah, that you know, it'd be awesome if he was lining up in Kona this year with, with Crowe, because Crowe will want to rip his head off. Yeah. Um, so it will be, you know, if, just thinking forward to Kona now, this year, I mean... Uh, yeah, it, it does change be, the race, doesn't it? It will do. Yeah. Okay, Tim Gardner sent through uh, uh, the list of the competitors lining up, or well, signed up, we should say, because we don't yep. know if they're going to line up, do we, John? That's right. Uh, signed up for Abu Dhabi International Triathlon. And it's a very good field, as it was last year. I guess, again, Chris McCormick is down on the start list here. Will he turn up or not? Uh, and again, if he does this one, it will smash it. I suppose this distance is only—it's only a twenty k run, so it won't take as much out of him. But it's another month potentially, you know, a couple of weeks lead in, and then a couple of weeks at least on the other side where he can't be doing races and he can't be picking up points. So, but but an awesome field outside of Kona. You definitely have to say it's the strongest field in the sport. Um, Faris Al Sultan's obviously you know, the man behind the thing. You got Rasmus Henning, Dirk Bockel. Um, Luke Bell, Timo Brack, Marino Van Honacker was on. You got, but then you got pretty guys, much everyone in the sport, isn't it? Not not everyone, but a, a lot of them. A lot of them. You know, you don't have a few of the big guns there. Um, what's Craig Alexander's there. Craig Alexander's not down there. Who's obviously pushed the pace in Kona a few times, but you know, and you don't have the uh, the brothers, the the Ray Lert brothers there. But still, 
you've got you know a, a lot of a players. lot of the top tenors from Kona. What, what's interesting about this race is last year we thought it would be a cyclist race, didn't we? Because of the distances, mm-hmm. and uh, Nicolanis took it off. Who you know is more of a runner than a cyclist, uh, and that was because really the cyclists weren't able to get away in the 200k bike, which I found fascinating. Oh, I think the same, that same thing will happen this year. When you get a stacked field like that, it's just like Kona. You may you may get a few you know a, a splintering going off the front of the guys like Bjorn Anderson and some of the real axes on the bike. But I foresee a, a, a running race again. It's just a mm. flat course, um, 3K swim. If, if the swim was really choppy and really rough, then that might break things up a bit. But I'd say for the guys' race at least, it will be a, uh, it'll be just another running race. And um, although there's, there's enough interesting guys there that may, could potentially get away on the bike. And they just need a little break at the start. And it's got to really take a risk, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you've got like Karen Doe, great swimmer. You've got Graham O'Grady, who won the New Zealand Half Ironman champs, um, Bjorn Anderson, and a couple of, you know, perhaps Rasmus and a couple of other guys. If they can just get away on the bike, yep. that will, it may not be. Um, it's only a 10k run, so. You, no, it's, 20, it's 20, oh, 20, 20k, 20 k run. 20k run, so it's not. Um, oh, but if they can get a little break, you know, then you know, maybe it's a group of six that gets away and then they could ride away rather than having a group of 20 come off the bike mm. which I think was what happened last year and on the girls side I think has got Julie Dibbins coming back Leander Cave Caroline Stephan who was what, third in Kona Belinda Granger Kat Morrison um, Edith Neerfringer but you've also got Cameron Brown he's obviously racing the girls race uh, and uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe Lorne so, and they're doing Ironman New Zealand so you know, realistically not everybody's going to turn up here so Awesome, awesome field, and it's a sellout race. Um, well, I know that the half, the, the shorter course is definitely a sellout because one of my guys uh, who's going over to do it hasn't actually entered and can't get in. Um, he's already oh. paid up to get there. Oh, what a wally. Um, you enter first. It's yeah. the first rule of travelling for a race. And enter, then buy the flight ticket. He's a newbie. Um, oh, no. So, is, is there any hope you can get in? He's, he's, he's working on every angle. Um, if, if anyone on the show can get us to sort them out, we'll, mm. surely we can use the power of the I Am Talk community. Go. Just let us Email know. me. Yeah. Uh, don't know if the long course is sold out or not, but the short course is sold out, which is, which is fantastic for the event, and it means, you know... You might have to do long course. Yeah, that didn't fit in the plan, but I suppose you could. Yeah. You've got to go that way. <laughs> um, Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, the sponsor, the, the main backers behind the race is the Abu Dhabi Tourism Association so if the race is filling up they're getting that many people in if you do your little economic impact report nice it's all John. Good. You know, I have to do one of them for my race at the moment and you put it and you go surely I'm not generating that sort of income from <laughs> hey the, but it looks uh, good for the community you, know, you say I'm making 20 million dollars so you know whilst it is a big investment in terms of prize money if you're getting majority of those people you'd have to think will be coming from outside of Abu Dhabi it's got to balance it out pretty quickly yeah so it's all good the uh, Iron Man lottery closes next week so for those of you who want to put your name in the lottery what's the deal this year? same deal as normal Americans get bloody about (laughs) five times as many chances as the rest of the world when when do you think it has to cross over you know because you know it is a truly international sport and there is an American bias in the sport Mm. towards things like this do you think eventually that just that has to close off because it doesn't look good or I still think the American market is a big market. How many races have they got in America? They've got what? I don't know. Six, six or seven Ironman yeah. races, and then heaps of seventy point three. Whereas Europe has probably got it's probably got the same amount of iron distance races, a hell of a lot less seventy point three. So America is still their market, you know. And advertising money, 
all their advertising is American brands. You know? yeah. Well, granted, they are worldwide brands, but it's probably the American yeah, market that's pushing it. So yeah. I wouldn't foresee it changing anytime soon. But let's put a bit of pressure on them to make it happen because it's bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. John, don't swear on the show. <laughs> um, what am I saying? Okay, then uh, we had a race uh, in King Williams 1 in New Plymouth. And uh, you got something about Wells, and I'm not quite sure what Wells is. Wells is a sponsor. I don't know what they do. I think they might be like some sort of financial service or something like that. New half iron distance race. You sound pretty excited for Keegan there. You know, oh, Keegan Williams on some race. Well, no, because I, was, I thought when you did Wells, I thought Rick Wells had come back. Yeah. And I was reading the article, and I'm like, there's no Rick Wells. I saw Rick Wells in that, uh, one of those coverages of that race, uh, the old coverage in the first ever World Champs. He finished third oh, really? place. And one interesting thing that I, th- I saw in there is sometimes some of the, the anoraks have been around the sport a long time in terms of their aficionados and guys, they often get a bit of a hard time, you know, if they get up onto, say, the, the ITU Congress and all that, and you go, yeah. oh, what a brown nose. He's sort of, you know, yeah. they, some people give them crap for, for taking money from the sport or something. Yeah. And I saw there Phil Bryars, who's, who was at the first... ITU World Champs. He's he's sometimes had a little bit of bad name in New Zealand. Um, Why? Tell me, because I'm not up the the politics of oh, it, John. No, no, just because he he has been connected really high with the ITU and he ran Come races on. and people maybe thought he was making lots of money from the races and he probably wasn't hardly making anything at all. But he was there, and I guarantee at that very first one in 1989 from voluntary positions. So from that early day, he's been there the whole time through. So Phil Briars, nice work on on your involvement in the sport. Um, back to the half iron man. Keegan Williams took it out close race with um, Brodie Madgwick who smoked me a couple of years ago on the run in Wellington in the National Champs and then oh. Mark Boasty was third and the girls side of things Candice Hammond who Keegan coaches killed all the girls on the, the race going 8.53 but I am talk listener Ellie Hunt what's her nickname? Uh, Lightning Lady or something yeah, like that it was yeah uh, it was second and 5.08 and Tina Bethestein was third and 5.22 so Keegan is now signed up with the Timex team by the look of it oh has he and uh, so we had him on the show a while ago looking for sponsors he's obviously split up with another team and hopefully he gets a nice little bonus for getting Timex on the Triathlon New Zealand website and on IM Talk and uh, more importantly Rick Wells I remember Melina talking about Rick Wells mm. he said he was an animal like it was like Rick Wells was one of the hardest athletes out there in his day well, he was he was it was a fantastic swimmer didn't he win a world champs like an unofficial world no, champs uh, yes he did I think 1988 it was in Nice, I think see, it was. See, John always remembers. Yeah, because first official was... You're, you're my triathlon Wikipedia. Right. I just started even go to Wikipedia. I just go, John, and you process to deliver. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 1988, and I'm pretty sure it was in Nice. Uh, not sure of the distances, though. But he was an ex-Commonwealth Games swimmer, um, and I think he may have meddled in a relay at the Commonwealth Games, maybe like the 4 by 200 relay, something like that, I think. Yep. Uh, awesome swimmer, very good, strong biker, and just a good in those days a good steady runner you know yep. nothing spectacular but if he had such a big lead like back in those days he could come out of the swim and have like a two three minute lead oh really uh, in the swim yeah because wow. he was he was that good and a lot of the other guys were just so he really raced by himself yeah yeah really? off the front all day but he was a bit of a notorious um party boy and nice. didn't, take things, boy. didn't take things quite as seriously as he could <laughs> apparently he could have been even a lot better than what he was 
uh, but now he's, a, now he's a coach in Auckland. Apparently he's still a party stuff. boy. Yes. No, I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Uh, referee have had a race in Costa Rica, Rica and uh, it's an Olympic series. No, it's only, well, it's only Olympic distance race, but it's part of their series, so I thought I'd give them a plug because uh, they're doing some, giving the sport some bloody good exposure, going to some cool places and uh, and bringing some money, good money into the sport. Yeah, because they're getting half decent fields, they're getting some good pros here, but the, the thing I'm wondering is... Uh, what was the because this article's got nothing about the uh, the age group field I wonder how yeah. many people actually raced yes I'm not quite sure uh, mm. but the winner was Leon, Leonardo Leonardo Kakun who went in 153 and beat off some some good guys like yeah, Brian Richie Fleshman Cunningham. Richie Cunningham um, Andrew Starwitzki who's an American um, athlete girls side of things Kelly Williamson Kate Major and Annie Walmer. So good to see that series kicking off, and uh, they are bringing home some, some, bringing some good money into the sport and giving another alternative. But you know, if you want to do these series, a bit like WTC, you sort of got to commit a bit to the series because the bonuses are often where the, where the money is made, is it? Generated around doing. But are the series. bonuses really crap because you don't actually ever get them? Is it just the idea of a bonus? No, if you race all the races, they they, they dish them out. So oh, do they? You get, you know, I don't know. But I mean, you've just got to you've just got to do in my Wikipedia. Race. Remember? Yeah, you just got to do enough races to get the points. Okay, thank you, John. Wikipedia. Okay, so our last week's discussion of the week, John has come up with his top ten female athletes of all time, and we wrote them. And and remember, okay, it wasn't. Was there's that? more comments than that. Why can't we see them all? Why can't we see them all? I don't know. Let's go here. I'm sure there was. Oh, there was. There was fourteen comments. Yeah. So we just pulled them up. We had a bit of a technical glitch there, but we've just pulled them up, and uh, for some reason, some of them haven't turned up on the Facebook page. I'm not really quite sure what's happening here, John. Anyway, technology is leading us down. I, I didn't put a criteria out there. It basically said, just write down a piece of paper the ten women that it seemed, I feel have made the biggest impact on the sport. Yes. So no specific criteria. You could be iron distance. You could be both distances. You could be. Olympic, you could be whatever, um, but I did kind of say no exterior. Um, but other than that, okay. everything, everything on the road. So, uh, Jason, uh, I'll, I'll run through my list quickly. Okay, because we've got. We've, it's, you see, it's a short show. It is so a short show, John. Let's, 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 and I'll give a quick summary. So, Natasha Badman, multiple um, Kona winner, multiple. Oh, Kona. you're going to go wrap up of everyone. Good wrap up. Oh, okay, so, so, bit of education. Multiple Kona winner, multiple podium place getter. Also won uh, some other races around the world. She won Zoffingen, I know that, and she won. Uh, Did you win many Ironmen outside of Kona? She must have. Surely, if you're going to win Kona every year, you're winning the other races you're doing. Uh, well, she ne- would have never had to have done many because she always. So she wasn't top one of those 10. athletes who. No, I don't, I don't recall her doing many other distances. I remember she always used to go to the States and do a uh, 70.3. It was like Timberman or something something like that each year. Um, but I don't, I don't remember her popping up heaps. She did, from memory, memory win a world duathlon title. Uh, so I think she's got that under her belt as well. But definitely think she's got to be there. Erin Baker, I think one of the few athletes that won world titles over every distance. They used to have a sprint distance world champs. So she won sprint, Olympic... Did you win duathlon as well? Uh, don't know about that. Mm. Uh, she probably did. She was good. She was good enough. I mean, her swim was probably a weakness of the, yep. the race, and also won WTC Ironman World Champs as well. So she Twice. pretty much won everything. Yep. And uh, in that sort of era when Newby Fraser was around, it's one of those things like if you're racing with Lance Armstrong, if you never won anything, um, she would have won a lot more titles outside of Kona. You know, in Kona, Newby Fraser was a little bit better, um, but outside of Kona. Erin could definitely um, dominate her a lot more 
And I remember in one race in Zoffingen, because Zoffingen used to be a very, very rich duathlon race, um, she just killed everybody and finished right up there with a lot of the top pro men. Oh, really? <clears throat> so she was awesome. She, um, I was in I'm in New Zealand years ago, and uh, she, she auctioned off her winner's medal from Kona. Really? For a charity. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. How about that for craziness? She really has gone. Yeah. Drive on, finish. Yep. Move on. Not life moves on. Don't yeah. care. Emma yeah. Carney, a couple of people questions her being on there, but in her day, she just killed everybody in, in short course racing. She won the 94 Worlds. She pretty much would go, a bit, bit like um, Snowsill these days, you rock up to a race and you go, right, it's Emma Carney's race to lose. Game over after that, and then yeah. who's going to get second? Exactly. She was awesome, awesome runner. She was actually surprisingly, she, her first world title was 94, was a non-drafting race, so she was extremely good. She was first off the bike, so she was extremely good on the bike as well as the run. Uh, weak swimmer, and that was a little like Kelly's Hill. Occasionally she might miss a bunch, and uh, it was a game over. Again, she's one of those athletes that she came to a bit like Lessing. There came a point, all of a sudden, she Still went from being awesome to just nothing. Really? And Lessing, Lessing didn't go from no, awesome nothing, but he went from one year where he was just killing everybody by how, a how minute. Many, how many years did he dominate for? Well, let's see. Let's see. See, he, now, see no, John Wikipedia. 93, yep. he finished second at the World Champs behind Spencer Smith. He yep. ran past Hamish Carter for second, and that was in Manchester. So from 93 through to 99... He did crap in the Olympics. 2000, he did crap in the Olympics. So it must have been about 93 to 99. Might have been a little bit before 93, um, but I remember he, he got... No, hey, Wikipedia never gets no, wrong. No, actually, 92, he finished third on the podium in Muskoka, which is in Canada. It was second or third in Muskoka. Okay, so from about that... So basically the 90s he yeah. dominated, and then... And all of a sudden, came 2000, you think... Well, came to 99. I think he lost a sprint finish with... Uh, who's the little Dimitri... And a little bloody Kazakhstani. Yeah, Dimitri. No, it's a, Dimitri Gag. Yeah. Lost a sprint finish to him. And, see, I'm, I'm, I like my, my stuff. Uh, lost a sprint finish. Hey, Wikipedia. At, at, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. It was at, uh, where's, the, where's the Grand Prix circuit in Canada? It's not um, Vancouver. It's not Montreal. Van, Mon, maybe Montreal. He lost a sprint finish to Dimitri Gag there at World Champs. From then on. He wasn't able to do anything. So, guys, if you have any questions, uh, don't go to Wikipedia, just email John. <laughs> so, that was Emma Carty. She was awesome. Vanessa Fernandez uh, has won, I think, equal or equal or won the most World Cup races, and she's she's just recently re- sort of semi retired, and she's only like 22 or something like that. So, really? she just she just won an incredible so number. So, why is she of, retiring? Oh, she just burnt out by the sounds of it. Completely yeah, burnt out. 22. Mm. Like she was winning World Cup races when she was nineteen, and for for a couple of years, it was basically her or Snowsnell would win everything, and she was she was just. But is she not winning anymore? Uh, no, she's just completely falling to pieces. Really? Yeah, completely. So she she did, she got what she got bronze at uh, Athens, and since then, Dad hasn't done anything. Wow. Can't even finish a race. Jackie Gallagher, she's a bit of a question mark whether she should be on the list or not. She won a World Duathlon title. Uh, I think she won a World Triathlon title. Uh, also competed for Australia at the Commonwealth Games in Marathon. And just one of those ones who's just always there yeah, or thereabouts. Yeah, that doesn't sound that convincing, John. Mm, okay. I, I would take her off. Okay. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see who I'll you're going to play Michaela Jones definitely has to be in there. Again, 90, uh, that Manchester World Champs, which was in what ninety two, she had a sprint finish with Karen Smyers, um, and she, she, you know, she won in Gold Coast in ninety one. So she started winning in about as early as ninety one, yep. uh, and 
and still up to like last year, you know, a couple of years ago, she was still winning races and, and, and she's proved it over all distances, winning Kona as well. Which so, in the Olympics, she did well at the Olympics, got second. She got second in Sydney, yeah. uh, just lost out to... Uh, Junk Street. Yeah, well. Uh, and so she definitely should have been. Paul Newey Fraser, that's a pretty bit of a no-brainer. Won, I don't know what, probably six yep. Kona title, something like that. Eight. Eight, was it? Yeah. Because yep. the boys won six, Good. she won eight. You're my Wikipedia. Hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm the backup Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. Karen, I'm just a Karen Smyers, uh, she also, she was, she featured in that 91, I think it was 90, no, no, 93 sprint finish with um, Kelly Jones. I don't know if she won any short course world titles or not. Um, but Smyers, why, is, why are you giving it Smyers? Well, she won a Kona title, so she's also mm. won a short course. If you get a Kona title, that, that puts you up there, and I, I don't know whether she's got a world um World short course title, but she's certainly got plenty of podiums. I looked at that first coverage in the 1989 World Champs, first ever official one, and I think she got a medal there as well. Okay. So, and she's still racing now as well. Her Kona title. She was on the Kona coverage, wasn't she? Yeah, Go talking to her. I can't remember what year she won her Kona. It must, but but she's been going for a long forever. time ago. Yeah, well, she she got it the year when was it 89? She got no 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 no. It was it would have been. I mean, sometimes around 2000 something. I guess, but she won the title the year when Newby Fraser um, fell over like 100 metres ago and couldn't get up. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know that story. Well, tell yeah. me that one. Well, she Newby Fraser, easy, big, big lead, coming, you know, coming, down, coming into into town, blowing up, just completely fading. But had such a big lead, she was able to be walking and still leading. And then, you know, she'd made that turn onto Alihi Drive. Really? Um, I'm, I don't know I'm the almost story. positive she'd made the turn onto Alihi Drive, and then just. Carked it and just fell over and uh, and sat on the pavement and uh, and she didn't move on. So nobody, no people were giving her fluids and things like that and, and helping her. But uh, so I guess she could have been DQ'd for outside assistance. But she wasn't getting any assistance in terms of walking on. Yep. She sat there. I don't know for how long. And then I don't know how big the lead was, but I'd imagine it was at least ten minutes. And then uh, Karen Smyers. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh, I'm pretty sure I got the story. I know it happened. I'm th- pretty sure this is year Karen Smyers won and she ran past and won it. Um, Newby Fraser eventually got up and carried on to the finish and she still finished like 5th or 6th or wow. something like that but just goes to show the race ain't over till we get the finish especially line. if someone like Newby Fraser who wasn't a peasant you know mm. who, you know, who'd won it you know when he Mar- lots, this, this was times. like right at the end of her career wow I didn't know so that so that was interesting uh, Emma Snowstall was obvious obvious but man she does a lot of branding Australia I just oh well you gotta make money oh, but, but she goes way 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 she's oh, yeah. on everything yeah but you gotta make money yeah you know? so she's alright and then uh, so that's a no brainer and then Chrissy Wellington so a couple of other people um, had some comments uh, Jason McKin is that one Linsky, Linsky. Uh, Laurie Bowden he thinks Laurie Bowden honourable mention yeah, she haven't, I don't know how many kind of titles she won, she won twice, maybe twice and she's yeah. on, definitely on the podium see I put her in front of was it one that you the random person? Uh, Jackie Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Um, it depends kind of if you're looking at it. That, that starts to give it a bit more of an Ironman bi- bi- yeah. bias. So if Jackie Gallagher did win a short course title, which I'm not sure if she did, then I'd say, you know, that'd probably be on an even keel. So you could... Uh, Adrian Rich, where you said uh, Loretta Harlop. Harrop, yeah. You could argue, I think she was on the Triathlete magazine's uh, list and you could argue a case for her. Although I don't... I think she might have won a world title. But that would have been about it. But she was very one of those very competitive athletes. Lots, lots of World Cup titles, but I'm not sure many world titles. Uh, Liam McLaughlin saying Siri Lindley and Fiona McCartney. Again, Siri Lindley, you probably they're both pretty much on par. Siri okay. Lindley was was awesome in her day, and I want to get her on the show because I know Siri, but um, she coaches Miranda Carfrey now. Uh, but she was an awesome athlete well, in let's her get day. Let's go on the show. I'll 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 get it sorted. She's, she's on my list. 
She'll yeah. probably ring you and say, oh, I've got a question about Wikipedia. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you should come on the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, who else have we got here? Uh, Mike Michael Johnson. Hey, man, you're a fast runner. Nice to see you're listening to the show. Yeah, nice. Uh, skin colour's changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, was it Michael Jackson? A bit of yeah. pigmentation. <laughs> pigmentation. Um, Mike and Sue are here the fewer. 25 Ironman wins. And she got a Kona title one year as well. So yeah, that's going to put you up there. Yes, she was very, very good. And yes, she would be in the top 15, in my top 15. Um, not quite But, there. but you know, she, she, not taking anything away from her Ironman wins, you can only beat who's there. A lot of her ones are when yeah. Pete, nobody's there. And in Kona, she, she won one title. and she, she got quite a few podiums, top fives, but sort of distant top fives. Yeah. Um, or distant, you know, she, she was a great, great runner, but a terrible swimmer. But nice lady, we interviewed her on the show. Nice lady. Yep. And awesome athlete. Yeah, well, she, she works for WTC now. Oh, is that, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. another one. Yeah. Uh, Roger Thomas, what's his son? He's sort of saying, you know, again, you've got to have criteria to do this, but that's what I said. I said there is no criteria. It's just, it's just, first, just put it out there, John. First, yeah. first top 10 that come into your mind. Okay, well, we, and we've lost a few. So, and a few other people commented on the fact that it was alphabetical or not alphabetical or. That no, was alphabetical. Oh, it was, well, it was very, very close to being alphabetical. Yeah. And, um, uh, so. I had a couple of other honourable mentions and most of those have been mentioned the only one that I, I had on there that a couple of people haven't mentioned is maybe the Puntos twins I don't I mentioned them much. last week you did yeah, yeah. you're my Wikipedia yeah, that's right. I don't know too much about them I know they were very very competitive in the in the 80s but I don't really know too much about it So ok well this week's discussion is an interesting one John well it came about because um, part of this kids program that I run in Christchurch we go actually go into schools. Into schools and we take 30 wind trainers and we do little training sessions and we're doing like at the moment we're doing sort of three or four schools a week um, do you do awesome. them? Uh, I do some of them. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And this is where this question has come: is the kids are very competitive, and and we talk a lot in New Zealand, and I know this is an issue all over the world, saying, "Oh, kids aren't competitive. You got to drive them and make them want to win and all this stuff." And uh, you know, sometimes you get you definitely got the kids that aren't that interested in doing it, and they're just sort of piss around and muck yep. around. But then all of a sudden, <clears throat> you're right. We're having a race. And it's game on. And what is even more of a game on is if you say, right, we're doing a relay, so you like pair the fastest person up yep. the slowest person. And they are all into it, fully competitive. And, and, and half the time you're doing the session, all they want to do is have a race. So what intrigues me is um, what sort of drives the competitiveness out of kids? You know, when you get to, you know, obviously a lot of us who do iron distance races, and we're pretty, pretty serious about it, we are obviously, a lot of us are very, very competitive. But what about the rest of people? What, why, what happens through that sort of age of, say, these are kids that are sort of 10 to 12, through, say, 12 through 20, that takes away that competitiveness out of kids? So interested to hear from, from anybody, but especially maybe teachers, because um, you may actually see the, the change happening. And, Can we uh, talk about it? I like talking about it nowadays. Yes, yes, yes. Well, because I think in a way it's is that the fear of losing. It's a bit of an esteem thing. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, because I actually wrote a piece um, for the newspaper about competitiveness, and I know for myself at primary <coughs> school I was the best athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in athletics, because that's kind of the sport at primary school. I, I used to win every event, and then when I got to intermediate. I was up against tougher field, and I was not one of those kids who trained hard. I was just kind of had natural ability, and um, and then when I got to intermediate. The guys who kind of trained a lot would start mm-hmm. to beat me, and I, I didn't kind of. I, I was playing soccer and stuff, so I didn't really compete. And um, and because I wasn't winning, I just stopped mm. because the fear of losing was such a big thing. And so I know I was one of those kids who was ultra competitive, but that was that kind of like my mm. lack of confidence in my own ability or to practice made me stop competing. Mm. And I kind of think that for me and from my experience, and then when I got to my twenties, I kind of got back into competing. But um, it was it was a real esteem thing more than anything. 
So that, uh, and that would be good to get feedback from people who have had similar experiences or teachers who can maybe give us, give all of us some tips on how we can sort of foster things so, you know, not everybody can win, no. but how you can uh, work on keeping kids in sport or keeping kids involved in things. And one of the things that we do, for example, is, you know, we, we do time, re- fairly regular time trials with our training, with our kids, and so making sure they compare themselves against their time so yeah. they're constantly improving. Because um, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because, it, and I, I know we live in a society, this is all this, you know, it's, it's bad that we're saying participation is bad, good, and winning is bad. We don't really encourage winning so much in society right now. To be honest, I'm not really in those those worlds, so I don't really know what's happening with kids, but um, I, I do think that the message needs to be that competing's a way to find the best version of yourself, mm-hmm. and you know that's where the, the real gain of competing is. Now, we all love to win, don't get me wrong, and mm-hmm. we will want to win, um, but not everyone's going to win, mm-hmm. and I think that if, if winning is the only answer, that's what drives a lot of people off, because yeah. only so many people can win, and what happens is over time, the people who are the winners stay in the game, and the ones who aren't just filter out, and they go to other areas, but yeah. if we can teach... Drugs, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all goes downhill. But more if we can show them that, you know, competing is just another way to expand yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you'll, win some, or you'll have some good races through that. And to me, that seems a much healthier way to look at competition. We're going deep this week. John, we really are. And we've got two weeks because I'm away next week. So you've got two weeks to get, get your oh, races really? in. Okay, there you go. So you've got two weeks. So go to iontalk.me. Sponsor, John. Do you know what this week is, Bevan? Uh, if I put By the time you finish this show, you guys are going to be fully accessorised and fashionable. Oh, go on then, tell me. It's a fashion show. This week. So at gaythings.com, we obviously talk a lot about um, adding in your you know, your results in there and making sure you keep a record of everything you do athletically and you can export it all out to, to Facebook um, and set up your rivals. But what you can also do is look fashionable, Bevan. That's something you like to do. Well, then, you know what? Not that I, well, hey, I can't help it because I'm just naturally fashionable. Right. But, but Andrew from Athlinks is he's a supermodel. He is. Look at that photo. Same kind of t-shirts you got on today. Yeah, because I looked at Andrew and I thought, I want to be like Andrew. Yeah. That's what models do. They inspire you to be fashion. I find that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get yourself out, um, support athletes who obviously support the show. Um, get on there, get a t-shirt. They're 18 bucks US. So it's a no Bevan's talked about his t-shirt rule. Tell us what he made t-shirt, t-shirt rule, no t-shirt, over $25. Yes. It's my t-shirt go. rule. Because you know what some shops you go to? They could charge up to one hundred and forty dollars for a T-shirt. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So not athletes. No. And you know what's cool about it? Because sometimes when you pay eighteen dollars for a T-shirt, you look like a tent. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, it's a big. It's it's not. It's a square. There's no shape. We're athletes, John. Mm. We work hard to chisel our bodies mm. so that we look buff like we do. We like don't want to wear like a tent. Andrew. Like Andrew. Yeah. We don't want to look like a tent. No. We want, to, we want the ladies to know that hey we're pretty tight and you got those guns in there you no know, just you know just say if you got it show it that's, that's what right. they say yeah. and Andrew and is that his missus I think we went through this one last yeah. time I don't, <laughs> don't think it is I think it's some athlete actually I think yes. we're, we're seem to record an athlete well they're showing that the, the tops are actually a nice fitting top so you want to go to athletes.com and you go to uh, click, you at, click on the uh, the top right corner there is a, um, a little button scroll. I'm pretty sure it says shop uh, yep, click on the shop, go on there, 18 bucks for a t-shirt, it's a no-brainer, and you're just supporting somebody who supports the show, which we all know is nice and free. But also, it's a nice top. Yes. But you can't get the pink for the boys. Mm, I've, got, I've got a pink crawl. <laughs> you know You've pink? got your $25 roll, I've got pink, it's just not supposed to happen for guys. Oh, really? Pink. I do pink. No, it's just, it's just not supposed to happen. Oh, really? 
Thomas doesn't bloody listen to me. Why well, he wears pink? He wears dresses. <laughs> if you want to see Thomas in a dress, Kevin put, put it on the show a couple of weeks ago when he interrupted when we did our Skype line. Yeah, but you seem quite proud of the fact. You were like, oh, I'll put this on the internet. Well, just to <laughs> make my son a, a Z grade celebrity. That's right. He's making it. So, okay, then. Athletes.com uh, for all your results and also for looking good. Okay, let's put some music on, John. Easy peasy. Here we go. Rupert of the Week. Okay, this one's sent through from Des Debbie Hazeldean. He's a Christchurch athlete, bit of a machine athlete herself, often wins a lot of my races, the duathlons, and uh, always does very, very well. So hardcore Debbie, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Don't mess with Debbie, she'll smack the crap out of you. Yeah. Well, she sent through an, uh, an email saying, I love the podcast, keep them coming. Yes. Oh, we love them. I'd like to nominate my friend Helen Williams for Age Grouper of the Year. Oh, I didn't notice that. Not Come even on. just the week, John. The week. No, she wants, she wants 2011. Right. She is a mum and is an absolute superwoman when it comes to the sport. Uh, all through school, she was always doing all types of sport and was so was very fit. Just recently, she started training for Ironman. She did Ironman in New Zealand last year in a very respectable 11.03, coming fourth in the 25 to 29 age group with a swim of 56, a bike of six hours, and a run of four hours. Then she had a wee baby and thought she would try to do Challenge Copenhagen Ironman about six months after having a baby. She was living in... Guitar and training uh, was hard, not to mention having a newborn and having to look after him. She couldn't swim in the pool because she was a woman and only oh. men are allowed. How about that? Oh, bad. Yeah. That's pretty stock standard over there. Over oh there. man, bugger living. I know you get lots of money, but bugger that. Um, she also, uh, so she had to swim in the open water, which is super hot. With a chilly bin on the beach and having to get out every ten minutes to put ice in her togs and swim cap. <laughs> Uh, running in massively hot temperatures I think she was just amazing she would go into the wind trainer whenever we baby was asleep she had another great race in Copenhagen coming 23rd overall woman 8th fastest swim with 59 minutes uh, 5.53 on the bike and a 3.57 run for an overall of 10.56 got under the 11 love your work she just managed to clip under all the sort of the, you know the barriers you yeah. sort of have like under the hour under the 6 hour on the bike and yeah. under the 4 hour and obviously had pretty good transitions so it came in under the 11 uh, I can't see the results, but I think she came second in her age group. Helen is a wonderful inspiration to all of us about how things can actually be done if you have a dream and a goal. To her, this is a part of her life, and it always will be. She's married to Keegan Williams. Oh, she's, she's on who? No, no, she's married. Keep reading. Finish, finish oh. the sentence. Finish <laughs> the sentence. Older brother. Elblin? Uh, Elblin? How's that one? Emlin? Emlin? I'm sure. uh, I think Keegan is training her at the moment. So Deb's, Deb's saying Helen's a bit of a legend. Whoa. Back it up. What? First of all, not being allowed to swim in the pool with the boys. Yeah, that's stock standard over there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But secondly, having a baby and then bloody racing so so quickly afterwards is impressive. So it's impressive on the angle, very difficult conditions to train. Well, imagine having to get out and put ice in your cap every 10 minutes. Yeah, I can't imagine doing I that. once went to a swim pool, there's a swim pool in Auckland, the YMCA youth pool, yeah. and it, it, it's obviously a bit more of a play pool than it oh, but yeah, it, they're hot. Oh, man, I, was, yeah. I had like a headache for a day. Yeah. It would just make you feel bad. Yeah. And it wasn't probably wasn't even as hot as something like that. Some plenty of places like that. It's disgusting. Yeah. So I think awesome that she's gone through and trained in some in very difficult um, conditions and situations. I'd imagine running and biking over there would be would still be dicey as well. Yeah. Um, 
and even just the heat having the baby and then still putting in a good solid performance so very impressive nice. so of the year not of the year <laughs> come on DB let's let's keep it real eh? <laughs> awesome performance but hey it's 52 weeks of the year we should do a year the problem is that there'd be too much work. Do you, do you, yeah, do you want to put your hand up for that one? Scroll through 52 weeks of uh, yeah. age groupers. But awesome, awesome performance. And you will be nominated for age grouper of the year. Along okay. With, along with Maybe we could just do, put it out of the hat. No, it has to be based on performance. It does. Okay. So, Helen Williams, you, you are, are age, age grouper of the week. week. Love your work. One, two, three, four. High five. You may have heard this one before, but hey, it's coming back. <laughs> Nick from Sydney sent it through. And I, I did look through at least... Do we have no other high fives? Come on, James. You're James, 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 James has got James. a few in there. They haven't got through the filter yet. <laughs> oh, man. But this is, I quite thought that this is quite a good one. Yeah, but it was a good one when we did it last yeah, time. Yeah, but hey, it's... How long ago did we do it? When did the email come through? Um, I, I don't know, because it was one of the ones from... Um, why don't you look in your Gmail? Okay, put, I will. Put this over here. I'll start doing it, and okay. you start looking at okay, your I'll, Gmail. I'll Gmail. So, it's from Gmail. Nick in Sydney, and it's a high five for making your partner not hate Iron Man Triathlon. Number one. Don't take over the house with your tri gear and funny nutrition. Oh. It's all, if it's all out of sight, it's all out of mind. That's actually pretty clever, isn't it? Mm. Because once you start putting your bike in the hallway, yes, you know, and they trip over the bike once, permanently leave your wind trainer up, like out on the porch or something. Yeah, and then you put your big protein powder and where where the fruit's meant to be. Yeah, you know, it just gets a little bit annoying. Wait a second, here we go. Nick, this was sent through twelfth of the fifth ten. Hey, that's <laughs> it's not even that long ago. Yeah, this is yeah, ten months ago. No, it isn't. Wow, but you wouldn't have done it for like about six months afterwards. Yeah, no, it was a good one. So we're doing it again. It's it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> high five for making your partner and not hate Iron Triathlon revisited. <laughs> Number two, secret training. Make as much of your training as invisible as possible. Get up early and do it before she or he wakes. Or do it in your on your commute. She or he will never know if you stopped off at the pool for an hour on the way back, on the way to work. Do you do secret training? You probably don't because you don't work. I well, know I don't work. <laughs> uh, I, I do try to make it as secretive as possible. Not secretive. <laughs> yeah, you would feel if you're training. No, but I try to make it. Do you train today? How do you know? It's easier to get it slide it by if she does. She's not there, which is she's she's at home most of the time. But if she's at work, you know, then I can slip and sink a bit longer. Nice. Okay, number three, uh, do not ever let her know how much you spend on triathlon. She can think that you uh, that receipt for your new frame was the whole bike. <laughs> Everything else, like uh, new tri shoes, her mate gave them to me. A mate gave them to me. Didn't fit him. Mm-hmm. I know somebody like that does like some ca- cash transactions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I guess? Yeah, no. <laughs> His wife sometimes hears stories from the show, but anyway, um, number four, never bore her with technical details of your gear. Once she knows what a group set is, she can find out what it costs. I feel sorry for my partner, Joe, because I need, I'm, I'm someone who needs a lot of affirmation. Like when I do something, like I, like I noticed when we talk about a day, I tell about what I do, and I'm kind of hoping she's all good work, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like a little kid, and I imagine, because I kind of broke up from try it from Iron Man. <laughs> Like I did my last time in when we started seeing each other, and then I pulled our way because mm. I thought relationship maybe. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing our main relationships didn't go so well, so she never really had that. But I imagine like, she'd have to be rewarding me every night because I'd be telling her about my training session. Session. Yeah. Awesome. Bevan. Smash John on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you do that? 
No, I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of affirmation back, so uh, I don't. You've learnt not to. Are you number five? Uh, get your non-tri friends to comment on her and how lucky she is that you are doing triathlon. Like, I wish my husband would do triathlon like your husband does. My husband doesn't care what he looks his body looks like. You can help with this by getting your le- a leg wax and a fake tan. That always impresses my wife. <laughs> also, use sunscreen so you don't get the ugly, ugly silly cycle tan. Don't I go the fake tan route. Yeah, no, neither. Mm. Problem with fake tan, I used to do like when I first started in the fitness industry. Mm. You get funny white marks over your body, mm. and the bum crack you get. <laughs> so you have brown hairs, and you have yeah. a big white crack. Number six: Get your mates that know you've have known you for a while to comment on how triathlon has changed you. He doesn't get drunk anymore or smoke like he used to before. Nice. You That's a him. good strategy, isn't it? Mm. You're a badass. You're a bad person. The triathlon has turned you around. Oh, number seven, make uh, every race a holiday and let her decide the destination. You can make some lame destinations sound good by suggesting them. Have you ever had shopping and holiday in Singapore? There you go. Nice. Number eight. <clears throat> Let her choose your tri kit. Oh, that's risky. It's risque. Yeah, I don't know. It's not risky, that that's risque. Risque. Yeah. Uh, girls learn to love dressing up dolls from a young age, <laughs> and they love this shit like you wouldn't believe. It's, it's, it's like Christmas has come from them. It's the strangest thing. It also has the added bonus of introducing you to her local tri shop owner so she knows where you go to go for your birthday and Christmas gifts. This worked so for me, so well for me last year. Instead of getting some stupid designer bathrobe for my birthday, I got a Garmin. It actually turned out to be a pretty good strategy, but mm. would you let Belinda choose your clothes? Well, you see, well, I don't pay for much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, but if you talk about, just, if you just talk about clothes, really, sh- I've actually... She, the advantage buy, of being Wikipedia, mate. Yeah. It just, stuff just turns up. It does. Um, she doesn't buy me clothes, but I, again, I know... The, the same do you okay so let's go down this path would you do you like it when Belinda buys you clothes well no she's not very good at it and she admits to that so she doesn't really do it anymore oh, good. but again that person we were talking about before who does the cash transactions his wife buys him all his clothes oh really yeah well not maybe not all but a good portion of them wow bizarre what are you doing yeah, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay number nine <laughs> always say we and let them know how much their support means to you what races do you think we should do this year we've had a really good build up for this I don't know some this week <laughs> she, so she'll be boosting to her girlfriends about how much good team support she is oh yeah that was a great you, training you, day we had today you're scraping the barrel there at number nine um, Nick <clears throat> see this is why we had it we repeated this one's oh, bloody it's, good it's gold John any, any other tips you want to add <clears throat> I'd never just back to the buying the clothes mm. problem is if they buy them for you you got to wear them don't you mm, that's true yeah yeah <clears throat> you alright what about your mum does she still buy clothes yeah occasionally yeah not so clever no never really she was never that good my mum used to dress me up you know like everything was like a uniform right you know what I mean like I looked like blue pants blue top blue Shoes, you know, a bit of yellow to bring out the colour. Dye your hair a bit. Yeah, it was not good. Okay. Okay, thank you very much for that, Nick. That's the only first time ever to be repeated. Uh, Yeah, okay. We'll just come back in maybe a year's time. (laughs) The three Pete. The three Pete. Okay, uh, sponsor. Coffeesofwai.com. So, you know, it's obviously seven days in a week. (laughs) No, there isn't. What? There's eight. I was wondering what angle you were going to come at there. Um, and, and you can obviously wear your 
Athlinks t-shirt one day or you could wear buy seven Athlinks t-shirts and wear you probably could because they're only 18 bucks mm. yeah so you could be a good savings there but on my preps on alternate days uh, oh, or now every, every second, third John, day maybe in trouble here because these may go over my, my budget oh okay because uh, they're pretty flash yeah so you go to Athlinks.com you, you the click polo? on apparel um, I really like if you scroll down okay let's this is Hint, hint, Albert. Um, oh, these are cool, aren't I they? really like the T-shirts I've got. They've got, like, the... <laughs> this is why he never pays for clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Just drop some hints there and there. Oh, I love these scroll T-shirts. Up, I like these ones here. Exactly, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, the, you've got the, the espresso, the estate, the island princess, and the mool skinner. See, I like a bit of colour, John. Mm. I do like a bit of colour, so I'm looking at the, the island T-shirt princess. It's yellow. Yellow. Oh, look at that in the price range. Comes in under budget, unless you're a triple XL, and then so you have to pay a little bit more for fabric. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> fabric. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's seventeen fifty, unless you're a big fatty, and then you've got to pay nineteen fifty for the double XL. <laughs> Lose some weight, you save some money. <laughs> <laughs> Two dollars. So, uh, yeah, so this stylish. They've got really cool prints. You see, you've got the uh, the t-shirts, a nice casual look. You've yep. got the polos if you want to sort of up the ante a little bit. And well, so what you could do, John, t-shirt. so you could do Athlinks Monday, mm. Coffees of Why Tuesday, rotate those, yep. and then what you do Saturday night when you're trying to hit the town. Go the polo. Know, ladies, you know, because for town tops, I'll spend more than 25. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yep. hey, when you go to town, oh, look, it's only 31. Yes, and the, these are... Um, they're, they're Patagonia. Patagonia, which you're buying a brand. You're buying a brand, John. You know, so, and chicks love that. Mm. They love a brand. <clears throat> hey, chicks, listen to the show. You love that stuff. <clears throat> And, but John, they're just catered to the men here. You, women can, ladies can buy these too. Yes. And you can even buy the. I think I'm not sure if he's still doing togs or not. Togs still up there. Oh, well, it's, it's on it's here. Still, John. still up there. It's on here. Yep. So there you go. You can get all different sorts of togs as well. He may. I think he just does um, the occasional order. But check it out. Email them and they'll. Albert's always good at getting back to the emails. So well, Albert, if it's or whoever's on the other end, of we the email. we even need to buy some of these for women in Kona. I think so. We have to. What we have to do is we have to do seven days of t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, we've got to get some iron talk ones. I was thinking about this. We've got okay, to so we'll get iron talk ones. Got a bike jersey. Hawaii. Bike jersey athletes. for race day. Bike jersey. Oh, I lost my bike jersey. Oh, I think I lost yeah. it in Hawaii last year. <laughs> My Joe gets a little bit frustrated with me losing stuff. <coughs> and last night on the phone, she she was a little bit disappointed in me. Did you say I'm disappointed in you? She just yeah, because oh, actually I'll tell the story at the end of the show because it's a good story. Thomas sometimes says that back to me now because we always say I'm disappointed in you, Thomas. And we would be saying wrong. I'm disappointed in you, Daddy. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, so there you go. Get you, obviously get your coffee on coffeesofwhy.com. If you want to get all that stuff, go to our IM Talk page first. Click on there, then it gives you all the discount codes. I'm not sure. I, I assume the discount codes pro- probably work on the t-shirts. I'm not sure. You can try it on and <coughs> see what happens. Uh, so all your coffee requirements and your t-shirt requirements. Okay, John. So we're, we're getting a kind of fashion sorted out. Okay. Uh, music. We'll put some music on. Here's some music. Side of the week. week. Okay, we have to wrap up because we want to try to be finished in 14 minutes. Mm. So, Mark Yale sent this through, and the website is pponline.co.uk. Pretty good website, actually. I've, I've used it a little bit over the years. Have you? 
Yeah, okay. it's got lots of good information on it. Yeah, it's basically a, a bit of a resource centre. So they sell a lot of books. Yes. So yeah. you, can, you can sign up um, and you can get like their, their newsletters, which give you various um, you know, updates and, and, and articles and journal uh, information. Um, they've also got a whole bunch of books on there. Um, so Mark sent through the email. He said, I was introduced to it when I was a member of the British sailing team. When I stopped sailing so competitively, I've used it to help me write a training program for bike racing and I found it useful. It helped me to complete, complete a list of my A-level courses work so it's got a whole bunch of titles on there things like um marathon training for your personal best training for rugby it's kind of general sport so uh, peak performance is what the pp stands for and i've just got uh, uh, to be honest i haven't read any of the books but a lot of the articles they have on their website are pretty good yeah no i, I, saw, I saw a few articles on there that really jumped out at me this yeah and just they jumped like, out at you yeah jumped wow. out at me and a lot, a lot of things on like um strength training and new little things that are coming out and, and as gordo said last week you know you take a take all bits and pieces of all the stuff and you put them into your mix and find out what works for you so basically a really good resource center bookstore articles blogs they've got a forum so if you're looking basically just as a website to have in your sort of bookmarks to refer back to just occasionally if you're a bit bored at work and you just want to upskill yourself a bit more on, on a variety of different things then this looks like a good place to, to check it out check, check, check it out so thanks, pponline.co.uk okay questions and answers Okay, so Ed Hawkins going, what's happening for Kit, mate? It's, it's an icon in the triathlon world. It is. And it's going. It's going. So Why? the reason it's going is because uh, we, we had Scott on the show a couple of weeks ago. Epic Camp France is our last Epic Camp we're going to be doing. It's the final goodbye. So if you want to get in on it, get, go to epiccamp.com. There's a little icon there. You can check it all out. If you're basically a good, a moderately good cyclist, and sort of a, um, you'll be fine. We have a sort of ruling about under 11 hours, but really it's more about the bike ability. So what we can bike about five and a half to six? Yeah, you need to be under six, um, ideally under five and a half. But okay. If you if you're really motivated and keen, and you're just outside that five and a half for a bike course, let us know. It's going to be biking is the key with oh, the groups. It's going to be swim. You can swim by yourself. Awesome camp. Um, awesome terrain. So the reason it's going to be the last is uh, I've got quite a few other things sort of going on. And, Some things in life, life just have to disappear, That's don't right. they, John? And Scott's sort of getting to a stage where he's still bloody fit and bloody fast, but Epic Camp is pretty extreme. Yeah. And uh, and what are you saying? He's old. I'm not saying he's old at all. I'm saying he's in, he's in my top ten of all time. Hey, hey, he was. Hey, I never doubted. And it. he's better than Mecca. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> turned the tides of turn. So we're basically both just looking for a couple of new things to do, and um, and Epic is pretty extreme, and it's a big time investment for us. Also, the market out there is, is very very competitive these days. There's heaps of different option, options out there, not the same as Epic, and that's it's hard for us to get the marketing out there to explain how different Epic is and, and what an awesome experience it is. So that's that's the reasons for stopping. It would definitely be uh, a, a thing that will be remembered fondly for those who have done it. Oh, it's yeah. such an awesome experience. So if you want to get on it... Seriously, like I've done... I think I did three in the end. Yeah. Um, it's just one of the best things you could ever do in your life. Mm. I could seriously, honestly say that. So if you... If, you know, this is the last ones, and in France it would just be phenomenal. So mm. check, check, check it out. Uh, Jaden Van Steen Vault. What? Uh, I've been doing endurance events for the last five years and completed two marathons in 470.3s. Last year, I did my second marathon and set a marathon PB of 3.44, followed by PBing in a 70.3 racing in a time of 5.45. So here's my question. I've been doing my first Ironman race on the 26th of June, and I am thinking of following up for a marathon a month later. So what do you think about the, that idea? Do you think that is possible? Um, I also must say that I will not be looking for a PR in the marathon, just rather a finish and enjoying the run. Lastly, what advice should you share with me uh, to help me complete this task? 
So I think um, with this one, if you'd said the, the opposite way around, if you said I'm doing an Ironman and then I want to smoke a marathon um, a month later, I'd say that would be quite a difficult challenge. Yep. So um, mainly because of the, there's obviously the physical fatigue, but also the mental fatigue you've got to factor in as well. Build up to an Ironman is often mentally taxing, the race is mentally taxing when you finished it. You don't really want to get out there and start smoking training again. Mm. So if it's if it's a, if it's if you're not that stressed about the marathon, be sweet. I think the main things you got to do when you are doing double up races of uh, whatever, whether you're doing two Ironmans close together, whether you're doing another sort of race afterwards, is have very very minimal break after the Ironman. Um, you to basically get back straight into training straight away, but really low intensity, short training in that week after the race. But that'll massively help your your recovery. It's so been really focused on that, and I'd say between Ironman and the marathon, just aerobic training, cruisy stuff, um, but just taking it pretty easy, and then you'll be sweet to finish it. If you were going to race it and wanted to hammer it, slightly different story, and that's quite a different beast, um, so it's absolutely fine. And the other thing I'd say is in that week after the race, being really good with the nutrition will also massively help you recover. the body, eh? So rip it up, Jaden. Uh, just over Pike, I mentioned his name on the show last week, and he actually sent through, he was on a TV ad, a few years nice. ago and he sent it through and it's quite funny so I'll put that I on the, I haven't watched it I'll put it on uh, on the website you guys check it out it's a bit of a laugh and then uh, Graham Sideburns Far did we give him that name? Oh, I, can't I think so actually maybe uh, maybe we did maybe he had a picture of um, yeah on yeah. Netflix yeah, yeah. Um, he's just saying he started a podcast and it's called the Velo Club Long Don Logan it'll be the Velo Club oh Velo Club Long Don Logan podcast cheapest creepers but it's a cycling one and he's just had an interview with Graham Aubrey. Oh yeah, the guy yeah. who did um, what's the what movie? Um, something cyclist. No. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm trying. No, Scottish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of the name. I've got the book at home as well. The book's a lot better than the movie. Um, the guy who suffered depression. Yep. Yeah. And he also had the. He basically built his own bikes out of. He had washing machine parts in them, but very. He had the sort of Superman pose, which was incredibly fast. And he, he got, got banned, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was an awesome, still an awesome rider. Obviously, if you get a world record, you've got to be awesome. But if that bike made a bit of a difference. It was a one hour record, wasn't he? He did like 60k uh, and or something. Four, four, and the, the 4,000, um, 4k pursuit, he was awesome at that as well. That's, that's phenomenal, those guys, eh? Absolute freak. So he's got uh, um, an interview of him coming up on their show. So you want to check it out? Check, check, check it out. Uh, last sponsor Extreme Endurance so okay so we're, we're, we're looking pretty sharp on Monday at F-Links yep we've got our yellow tops on Tuesday of Coffees of Hawaii Wednesday we'll wear our IM talk tops yeah yep. but come Thursday John no, well, no come 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 maybe the weekend are we taking our bikes this time um yeah probably we're going to have a car though yeah we're going to have a car <laughs> yeah we're going to have a car <laughs> But on race day, bikes are handy. We're talking about Kona. We booked our tickets yesterday. We're, we're, we're going, team. It's we're in. Done. It's in. We've got some endurance sports travel. Yep. Check them out if you're going anywhere for a race. We've locked it in, Eddie, with the, the flights. Yep. And we need your support to now pay for the flights. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all broke. <laughs> we're broke, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you basically be doing your, your, your alternating between athletes and um, okay, so, yeah, coffee so supply. Wait, so but come weekend time, you may want to go out and do a bit of a brick session, or it might be a bit I'll be bit doing toasty. a brick, I tell you. I'm going to smash that be brick. A bit, be a bit toasty. <laughs> You need a bit of a short sleeve top. Do you know what we have to do? As a side note, John, we have to do the undie run this year. No, John, we can't wake up in the morning. You can't go, oh, I can't be bothered. Well, I'll tell you what, if we do the underpant run, you can't do the on the night of the race okay. the midnight okay. as you go, okay. oh, I can't be bothered. I fell asleep. Oh, okay. rubbish. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I'll do the midnighters, you're doing the undie run, but back to extreme, extreme endurance. endurance. So you've got your good T-shirts, 
then you're going to want to go and do some training. Correct. We've talked about this before, the Extreme Endurance product buffers your lactic acid, massively helps your recovery, but can also help you look fashionable. So if you go to their um, page, you'll see the, the bike jerseys. Uh, it's basically a short sleeve bike jersey, three, three quarters up short, short sleeve bike jersey, um, which you could definitely use for. for and if you're extra well. large, you don't have to pay more. Yeah. <laughs> 35 bucks. That's what I love about these people. It's not even that, that, that their clothes are actually uh, you know like a part of their business, but they're just they're so cheap. It's good branding, and this, oh. this is a good, good. It's a good top to get out there. And even I mean, you may you know obviously people are really particular about what they race in, and you may go well maybe I don't want to race in this. I want to have something else. I don't but know, it's pretty even good for, for, for a train top. For, for just for a train top, thirty five bucks is it's a bargain. It's a bargain, John. And uh, you remember use your code I am talk and uh, you get twenty percent discount on all products at Extreme Endurance. And so while you're there, get a little bottle. It'll last you a month. Give it a try, and uh, you'll be way laughing. So, Extreme Endurance. Lactic buffer, but also get the top. And so now, wait a second. So we've got everything. Ex- we've got it's xendurance.com. Xendurance. So we've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but race day, our I am talk tops. Yeah. I, have to, I have an Iron Man talk on. We'll have to. We'll, we'll get you another one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bill you for it. Right. <laughs> I was gutted that I lost it. Um, I am talk top. We had a Patagonia for the dinner afterwards. Yeah. We have to get yeah. a ticket for the dinner afterwards. Can we do that? We bought them last year, did we? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe that was a good night last year, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have to get into the um the party again. Cake as well. sauce party. Yeah. I'm, that, on, I'm on it. You're already on it. <laughs> yeah. That was a good night. John was on fire. <laughs> that was a good times. Um. Okay. So sponsors. Coffeesofwire.com. Get your your yellow top. Athlinks.com. Like blue top. Nice. Extreme endurance. Your tri top. And then you will be fashioned. And we'll do one more bike jersey order before Kona. So, so I can get one. No, good, yeah. good tough stuff. Okay, love your work. I think we should stop and have to finish the show up in a minute because I'm sure Joe will be outside right now. Okay. And then we can, we've got interviewing Joe Carrot for next week's show because John's away, so we're going to interview you now. We'll come back. You won't even know. No. It's the magic of podcasting. Watch this. I'll push it and we'll be back. Here you go. It'll be two hours later. Push it, push it, push it. Here we go. Push. Okay, we're back. And we've got a little... little the sweat. magic happened. Bevan's got a little bead of sweat going oh, down. Oh, because we, we just interviewed Joe Carrot for about half an hour for next week's show. And uh, I didn't think... We, we thought we'd lost it, didn't we? No, don't do this. We, we did the we thing before. <laughs> we think we lost it. You think you lost it. I thought it. I'd lost it because I hadn't saved it under the show name. I just... The garage band and made... You just saved it by itself. Slightly stressed for a second. What were you thinking? Singing. I'm going to sit here for an hour, another hour doing this, and the quality is generally pretty low. Even we have to replay a show, redo a show. Anyway, John, it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. The amazing show is still here. So, what's your goss? My goss. Wait a second. Last week, he was talking about the fact that uh, he's going to have the kids all weekend by himself. Piece of cake. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me about it. Had a bit of help, a bit of assistance. Oh, I see. That's why. The love, the lovely in-laws, my 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 parents, and not my my parents, and not my in-laws, my parents. You call mum and uh, and mum and dad came around. Dad and I did a bit of bit of bonding, bit of deck building. Oh, nice! And the kids uh, played with them, but and uh, so we had to obviously look after them at night and everything like that. But uh, yeah, building a deck was my big challenge. What is it? It's a lot of work. So the mother looked after the kids all day. Not all day. Come on, building a deck doesn't take an hour. Afternoon. afternoon. Both afternoons. So it was all good. Why was it challenging building a deck? It's just, we're in a little corner and there's different angles and we had to fill in a spar pool with concrete and it's challenging times. I'm dad, the dad pool. builder. We used to. Not anymore. We don't fill it in. Ah. Oh. Yes. So it's all exciting. Wait, the was it there when you bought it? Yeah. Did you use it? No. Waste the money? Yeah. Why? Deck next to our pool. Uh, just 
didn't use it. Not oh. sparkle people. Oh. So it's all good in there. And other, outside of that, that was basically my weekend. Kids and deck building. Did you sell it? What? The sparkle. No, it was concrete. Oh, again. Okay. Uh, mm. uh, so no exciting news from me, Bevan. And uh, what about yourself? I have a dilemma, John. Oh, dear. I have a dilemma. And I, and I needed help. Actually, wait, before I actually tell my helpful story, let's see what people are saying on Facebook. Because we're undone now. We can, I just, you know. Okay. You know, Somebody was complaining we were doing too much the other day. Yeah, but that's when we were doing an hour and a half. Yes. This will only take a few minutes. Okay. Okay, so let's see what people are saying on Facebook. Um, I am talking others, even I know that. What's that? I don't generally click on the I am talking others, but hey, Bevan and John, I got my free entry into the Kilkenny Grand Prix from, we're hoping it's Rossin. Yeah. Uh, Hickey, and thanks a million for the prize. I really appreciate it. And uh, I was just saying, someone, uh, Joshua Crabble, Crabby, Crab? Yes. Um, I hope some names. Uh, he sent through saying that we last did a half marathon. 122. It's a bit weak. Yeah, not bad. You didn't like that? Well, for. Somebody, I'm not saying 122 is a crappy time or anything, but for somebody who thinks they're going to be fairly competitive at Kona, if he was pushing it, you know, Craig Alexander and those guys run 112 in a flipping and, and a half Ironman, so he's going to have to have a big lead coming off the bike. And I just lastly, Fegan put on the fact that a uh, nice phrase that Lindsay Corbin had was, sun's out, guns out. All right. I was telling him at, uh, after the coast to coast about Des and Troy, and then I told her about the Sam and Ash. Smash! Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yes, you have. You showed it to me. Oh, did I? Yes. You, you do it on your legs. You salmon ash. No, I didn't show you that. Smash! I didn't show you that. No, I didn't because I've never heard of it before. Have My you? memory's not that bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's a good one. Yes. Norman White saying, "I love, I uh, love your work. I've heard uh, about the Ironman career and stuff. Um, are they Ironman races still? Well, we, the ones we talked about a little while ago about Ironman career." not being a WTC race and yes that is on and it's Iron Distance and also we talked about last week the one in Japan which is uh, where they have previously had Ironman Japan Iron Distance race there and no it's not WTC but we hear that WTC will be putting on Ironman race okay. in Japan sometime this year to be confirmed ok my dilemma John so I've been doing it at my house mm-hmm. you notice the changes yes I've painted the outside yes. done up my bathrooms carpet in this room this room is getting painted in the next couple of weeks it's yes. all happening yes. because I'm Committed to moving off my lovely Jo. Mm-hmm. Jo comes around to me a couple of weeks ago, and she doesn't stay here much because she lives by herself. So, mm. uh, what was that smile for? No reason. <laughs> so she doesn't stay here much because I've got flatmates, and you know, and so, and when I'm when I when I don't have tired, I tend to stay at Jo's all the time. So she probably stays here once or twice every couple of weeks. Mm. And she asked me if I get new sheets and a duvet. <laughs> Why does it not surprise me she'd ask you that? Well, yep. I'm pretty up with my sheets and duvet, and, okay. and I, and I kind of thought, well, fair enough, you know. I do like a bit of snuggly buggy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the price yes. you have to pay. So, but then yesterday I thought to myself, John, I thought, I'm, I'm going to leave with an iron fist. I'm going to listen to what John says. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not going to do it because I've spent a lot of money on my house, yeah. and I'm selling it in a month from now. We're going to move in, and why buy new sheets and a duvet right now? We'll move. You can see my logic, can't you? Yeah, I, I just gotta pick your battles, man. No, but well, I just thought you know, like you know, like new house. We're gonna buy new mm. bed, beds and bedding mm. and all that. Then mm. why would you spend a couple hundred bucks on a duvet and sheets right now? Oh, when, so you're talking right now? Yeah, because she wants me to get one right now for when she stays. I'd concede if I was in your shoes. Well, but and so I, I rang her and I said, "Look, babe, I'm thinking that I probably won't get the sheets and the duvet because you know we're selling in a month from now, and you'll probably only save five, six times before then." She wants new pillows as well. Yeah. And the thing is, she complained about my pillows last year, so she gave me pillows, and now she's complaining about the pillows she gave me. 
So then suddenly she pulled out all the things she did for me. Mm. How she buys me hot cross buns when I'm at her place and she does all these things for me and and I'm in trouble. Mm. So John, what should I do? Should I buy the sheets? Or should I just say, no, nah, I'm sticking to my guns. It's a waste of money for a couple uh, for a couple months. This is, this is the answer. You get a time machine, you go back, and you don't even let it come up. You just get the sheets. you just got to concede on a, but on it's a product. Of, because like duvet sheets and pillows. You'll be getting your painting for free because it's all EQC and stuff. No, and but some yeah. Of it. Oh, I don't that one. It makes me look big. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would concede. I, I often concede on sheets and duvets at home. Do you? Literally. When you live by yourself, how often did you buy new sheets? Really? <laughs> but if I was in a relationship, I would have been. Um, but just uh, is it a girl thing? Girls care about sheets more, don't they? It was just last week, or maybe the week before. A big bloody box turned up at home. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And Blinda had bought a new duvet and a new duvet cover. And I just conceded. And thought, you just, what did you say that's nice? Yes, that's going to make you happy in the bedroom. So what? Now I have to buy sheets. Yes. Oh, John. Yes. Spend a lot of money on my house. Oh, well. Just get a couple more people. Because she goes to me. Well, she goes when you're selling your house and you do that, oh, we'll sell it. it but you know what I said? What? I can borrow one of your ones. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go down too well. No. Oh. Uh, just a bit of uh, advice for anybody who's looking for a job or looking. We had Joe Carrot on. She's a structural engineer. If you want to move to Christchurch and you want to get into business, <laughs> from anyone around the world, painting or plastering, <laughs> those people are going to make a fortune over the next five years. Oh yeah. 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 Basically, every just about every house in Christchurch is going to be painted. painted. Oh, you would, mate. It's it's going to be huge. Very good. Okay, John, why are you on this week? Uh, getting ready to go to Kaiteri for my little holiday. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. We go up on Sunday for nine, about eight or nine days of bliss, and that's about it. Okay. And Bevan. Nothing What's Bevan's monthly challenge this this month? I'm struggling to be honest because I'm kind of lacking time. Mm. I was thinking of doing laser strike. Oh, is that still going? Yep, yep. Yeah, Laser Strike's like an indoor fight, um, laser gun kind of game, mm. which isn't really a, a, like a, a sport as such, but it's it's quite hard work. Mm. Have you ever played it? Only once when I was a kid. Oh, it's twice. so much fun, but you get a yeah, sweat yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about maybe doing that, so I haven't sorted it out, but anyway. Um, anyway, next week's show, we're going to do it right now. Yes. So, uh, yeah. There you go. I'm Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. I probably wouldn't have got the sheets by next week's show. I'll be checking. <laughs> <laughs> you chose number, I'll be checking. Oh, really? Here we go.